0: Later that night, I'm playing some video poker at the win and and, uh, Kobe comes up, he taps me on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's up? He said, I did what you you asked me to do. And I said, what happened? He said, I cried. Wow. Lead by Example with Bob Myers is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get. With Caesars rewards, must be 21 or older.
1: Welcome to Lead by Example. I'm your host, Bob Myers. Today, we have Coach Mike Krzyzewski. Mike, thank you for,
0: for joining us. You're welcome. And uh, was that a leap of faith to be able to pronounce Krzyzewski? There's I don't be- even know if I got it right. <laughs> it, it, do people even get it right? Or you just give up? I uh, I, I just turned the other cheek. <laughs> and, uh, it became K, which is people can do a little easier. They do it a lot, a, a lot easier, but uh, I'm proud of my heritage and... Proud that I didn't change my name. Absolutely. Um, So gonna get right to it. I've read some stuff on
1: you. You credit your mom for a lot of who you are. What about that relationship kind of impacted you the most?
0: Yeah, well, I grew up in inner city Chicago. It's not like gangs or anything. It was just a really good Polish neighborhood. And uh, my mom, uh, her parents came from Poland. My dad's parents came from Poland, Krakow. And my mom never went to high school. She was only eighth grade education. And she was a cleaning lady at the downtown athletic club on Michigan Avenue. And, uh, uh, but she was smart and, uh, and she had an amazing work ethic. So I learned the dignity of work from her, like to get it, whatever you're doing, you get it done. And then she gave me the best advice ever the night before I went to high school, uh, yeah, I was going to a Catholic school in in the city. I was going to take, inter, you know, buses. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew the city and my mom sits me down and says, you yeah, know, Mike, Michael, whichever she wants, something good. It's Michael, yeah. Michael, uh, make sure you are on the right bus tomorrow. And I said, ma, come on. Damon Armitage, Armitage, I can even go division grand. Right. I, I know. And she, yeah, you know, it's a smart punk. And, uh, And she says, that's not the bus I'm talking about. And I said, well, what bus are you talking about? She says, from tomorrow on, you're going to be responsible for your bus and only let good people on it. And if you get on anyone else's bus, make sure it's somebody who's good. It's really the best advice I've ever gotten in my life. And I've done that the entire time. And I've benefited from having... A lot of good people on my bus, or being on good people's buses, and yeah. uh, and and she was there all the time for me. Did she along the way? We all kind of have our missteps.
1: Was she engaged enough even later in life to kind of call you, Michael, at times and say, "What are you? What are you doing? You shouldn't have done that."
0: Yeah, well, she yeah, you know, a couple of real quick things. Yeah, I played for Coach Knight as this point guard at West Point, and. Uh, you know, at that time you really got on guys and you could call them names and everything, yeah, <laughs> it was a, a different more. time. <laughs> and uh, uh, one night, and I was his point guard, so I'm responsible. One night, I called my mom, I said, Ma, like he never calls my name, and I mentioned what he was calling me, and uh, I don't, you know, I'm down about it. And she said, Michael, Michael, at least he's talking to you, yeah, and she was right. you know she was right another time we were playing for the national championship in 1990 and vegas completely destroys us in denver they beat us by 30 points and uh after the game i'm in our suite and i'm sitting in front of a fireplace my mom comes in and she sees i'm down you know and said michael i said ma what this just Don't worry about it, you'll do better next year. I said, mom, we played for the national championship. So fast forward, next year comes and we win the national championship. And this is true, I'm not making it up. She walks into our suite, I'm sitting in front of a fireplace again, and she yells out, Michael, I told you you would do better. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's, uh, I'm not making it up. Yeah, you great. can't make up things like that. Yeah, no, no I, I can't. That's great. <laughs> that was a good
1: story. So, sure. Army <clears throat> is that a tough decision? I mean, it's different. I don't know what options you had at a high school yeah. or how. What, what, what was the idea behind Army?
0: It's unique. Well, I was an all-state guard. I was the leading scorer in the Catholic League for two years, and I was either going to go to Creighton or Wisconsin. And Coach Knight came in, and he was just going to be the f- f- head coach. And again, from an ethnic family or whatever, West Point was recruiting you. Yeah. My parents said, you know, that's where presidents go. And I said, no, that's where they go to war. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I want to dribble. I don't want to carry a rifle. Yeah. And I said, no to Coach Knight. And again, my uh, parents spoke Polish when they didn't want me or my brother to understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, for two weeks, they've, they verbally beat me up and pretend this is Polish da 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 stupid da 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 and for two weeks no I'm not making this up yeah yeah two weeks I finally come out and I said all right I'll go and I call it the best decision I never made yeah. and uh now two things that aren't alive and well as much right now in our society. One, parents will tell a kid what they think. It's not just Mike's decision. Right. And secondly, a youngster would trust his parents. Yeah. And and that. And if I if they didn't do that and I didn't trust, none of this really this wouldn't happen. Yeah. It wouldn't happen.
1: So I imagine at Army playing for Coach Knight, you got held more accountable than you maybe even deserved,
0: right? So you got the well, other side
1: to coin.
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh I was lucky. I went to the best leadership school in the world, the United States Military Academy. I played for one of the great coaches at Point Guard. So I got to learn the game and I got to learn leadership whether I wanted to or not. At that time I did, and I'm thankful. That, that 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 happened it was a dump i call it a double dose of uh, of love yeah yeah uh, and, and so army
1: two things i want to ask a question about coach knight but first on army when you say that what do you mean what, what, what if a kid shows up at army what happened how do you learn that
0: yeah well you learn it from one another the the core cadets is run by the core cadets so you get it uh, you are put in different if one you are You know, somebody who is being led and, you know, the empathy of being led. Okay, And you you get accustomed to different leadership styles. And then as you grow in class, sophomore, they call it yearling, uh, juniors, uh, cow, firsty, you get different levels of leadership. And so you're able to develop leadership and, and see it, see what's good. Uh, things that you wouldn't think about. And then uh, that helps you get ready for uh, being a second lieutenant uh, when you graduate. And I spent five years in the service, too. So I resigned as a captain in the field artillery. And so I had a great nine years of learning uh, what it was like to be led and what it was to be a leader. And also a thing called tiered leadership. Uh, which I believe it, businesses should use more. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, uh, uh, in the Army, a squad, there's about 10 people in a squad. The squad leader's got to be a good leader. There may be mm-hmm. three or four squads in a platoon. The platoon leader is responsible, three platoons in a, in a company. Mm-hmm. So it's tiered leadership. And it if you have teach leadership at every level, there's a good chance the problems that might uh, permeate from a a certain level will Mm -hmm. not go to another level. They're taken care of at that point. And I'm a, I, I know that that's the way to do it, you know, and, but you have to learn it. You have to, uh, and you have to believe in it. You have to trust and you have to empower the people at those different tiers in your organization to be leaders and teach them how. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
1: And we're back. What um, I'm guessing' at some of the names you told your mom about with Coach Knight. Did you, did you ever Mike was not one of them? Yeah, I'm guessing it wasn't your actual given name. Uh, ever a moment, I don't know your, I don't know you that well, but did you at a young age, I mean I'm certain it was a different time of society where, where authority was respected in a way that I imagine there wasn't much coming back from you in response. Did you ever stand up to him in a way where you felt like, Coach, I'm okay being coached, but you crossed the line on that? Or were you not able to do
0: that? And that's not how you were taught. The other thing, though, you know, I learned so much from Coach Knight. You know, one, the passion uh, to play, preparation, uh, just the game itself. You know, he had people – he was close friends with Coach Newell, who is an icon, you know, Coach Pete Newell, yeah. Henry Iba, and uh, so he was touched by uh, Coach Lapchick. Uh, yeah. It, it, anyway, it, I learned from somebody who was really smart and really knew the game, and uh, was passionate about preparation and and uh, and and emotion and uh, and how he presented that. He didn't present that to each player the same. I think he, there were certain players he felt he could get on more, to get get it across. But, you know what he did was nothing. It wasn't anything different than what, the you know the, uh, this, you know the drill sergeants were doing. Right. And really, you know it was just yeah. that time. You know, yeah, that, that yeah. that's how you got points across.
1: Yeah, but then. <clears throat> You didn't do. I don't know if when you started coaching, I imagine that a lot of that is inside of you, but but I don't know Coach Knight. I've met him, but I, I suppose you found a way to evolve beyond that um, with with society, or or you thought the best way to coach was maybe some of that and leave some of that. And you, uh, you know, as you as you moved forward in your life, um, taking what was good of that and maybe leaving. What what wasn't so good or didn't didn't line up with what you thought was the best way to do it, I suppose.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, y- y- you have to learn to be adaptable and figure out who you are, and uh, you know, like I love the fact that uh, playing for Coach Knight and actually working for him for for a year. Uh, but here, you know, in 1984, the Olympics were in LA, and Coach Knight led the team to a gold medal. And I I did the scouting for the Olympic team. I lived in the Marriott right by LA Airport and had uh, tape recorders and (laughs) tape machines and everything. And uh, one night I'm out, and, and you're lucky to be around someone the status of coach because he attracts other people. And I'm at supper with Coach Knight, Coach Henry Iba, and Coach Pete Newell. And yeah. all right. Not bad. Right. I mean, yeah, are pretty yeah. good. So did I'm, you I talk just, the most,
1: uh, were you dominating the conversation?
0: Yeah. I just made sure I did not say a damn word. <laughs> and, uh, uh, coach Knight left for a second. Uh, and I had known coach Newell and coach Iba. I got to know him. And by that time it was my fourth year at Duke. So I've been a head coach for nine years and, uh, five at West Point. And, uh, they said to me, you know, you're going to be a really good coach. And one piece of advice is don't try to be us. Don't try mm-hmm. to be, don't try to mimic any any of the three of us. But if mm-hmm. there are things you like from the three of us and things that you might not like, mm-hmm. do it your way.
1: Yeah. It was
0: really a moment for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, It was, uh, I... I I said, okay, I'm going to start following my instincts more. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a defining moment for, for me. And, yeah. uh, uh, and that, that, that's what I try to tell the guys who work for me all the time. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, look what you like, don't, you can't be me and you shouldn't want to be me, yeah. but you can be you. Yeah. And, and, uh, that was, that was a lot of people don't do that.
1: Yeah. They, what give you that? So, so you had that confidence. I mean, obviously hearing from some mentors, I can imagine being a young coach, unproven in some respects. I mean, Duke then wasn't obviously Duke No, now. we hadn't won yet. Yeah. yeah, And to hear that, to kind of give you that confidence must have been, like you said, you remember it 40 years later or whatever it is. It's pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: No, it was a defining moment. And uh, like John Shire has taken over. John, yeah. John's a terrific coach. And yeah. and uh, uh, he's been with me as an assistant for nine years, and we had a good succession plan, so we were able to have a good runway going into yeah. it. and yeah. and you know people were saying you know, you're not going to be able to fill Coach K shoes and uh, all that baloney, and I said I hope you don't ever pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Fill your own shoes, and hopefully yeah. they grow to be a really big size. Yeah. <laughs> Did you
1: early on at Duke? Did you ever have a night or a time or a period of time where you said, "I, I'm going to get fired," or or did you even do you even think that way? Does that enter your psyche? I mean, I know it's coaching is a tough deal.
0: Yeah, you know, I never felt I would be fired. Although, after my third year, we were 38 and 47, and yeah. uh, we have a fundraising group called the Iron Dukes. Yeah, and they developed a new group called the Concerned Iron Dukes. <laughs> And they were, no, it's true. They were concerned about me being their coach and they wanted me fired. Uh, I walked out of the Omni, Virginia beat us 109 to 65, Ralph Sampson and them. And when I walked out, I was like a leper. Yeah. And, and, uh, but my AD, you know, like a cool thing is getting an opportunity, right? Mm hmm but the best thing is getting an opportunity, but from someone who believes in you. Sure. Not just who gives you the, opportunity. Yeah. and yeah. Tom Butters did. And he said, you're my coach. And then we started off great the next, my fourth year. And he gave yeah. me a new contract. And, uh, but I, I always felt we were going to win. Yeah. Uh, Why did you think that? I mean, it's the way I was taught. I mean,
1: yeah, it's going to make at it At West
0: Point, you know, one of the, one of the things you learn is failure is not your destination. So yeah. when you get knocked on your butt, get up. But when you get yeah. up, don't always get up alone. Get up. Yeah. Maybe it's a team that you need to mm-hmm. be successful. And yeah. uh, so I've, and I've always believed that um, I should win. But yeah. and now wanting, saying that is one thing, learning how to prepare to win at the level you need to win. That's something that's a learned experience, but yeah, that that uh, then we, we we started taking off. I mean, it's interesting
1: hearing your record after three years. I'm not sure in this day and age. No, I wouldn't be there.
0: Yeah, which is a which is a fantastic. If, if Tom Butters was here, I would be here. Well, because, yeah. well, no, because he hired me. Yeah, he hired me out of army, and I wasn't like a known. But he yeah. he believed in me when we had yeah. I had three interviews and yeah. he said that's my guy and if, if it, it would have to be Tom Butters. My well, AD. I mean
1: these days too that that I don't know I don't, concerned Iron Duke those they wield a big those those type
0: of organizations have
1: a lot of power.
0: They do. Yeah. It, and takes so somebody, not, it takes somebody. It takes somebody with uh, who's pretty tough to. Yeah. Uh, to stand up to him and uh you know what though uh I think people give up on people too soon yeah and but maybe it's because during those three years i continued to develop a relationship with him
1: mm-hmm. like
0: he would tell me a few things he wasn't trying to coach yeah. or whatever and I agree with him we had to make one change on our staff and uh uh, and it was because of something he saw. And, mm. uh, so I, my belief is just like in your profession, the head coach has to work with you. Right. Yeah. You have to work with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with ADs and yeah. especially if it's a new AD.
1: Yeah.
0: A lot of firings are when a guy might be at a place for a while. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and done well, then it's not doing well for a year or two, and a new AD yeah. comes in, and they don't remember all the stuff you did well,
1: yeah. yeah, and
0: how you did it. Yeah, I went to his house a month into that, and I was crying. I said, "I'm, I'm going to resign. I wow. can't do, I can't do this anymore." And Butters looks at me, said, "You are not going to resign. You're my coach. I don't mm-hmm. care if it takes three years." yeah so again, he believed in me, yeah, you know, wow. I'm telling you this guy, if we all look back in our lives, whether it's a parent or yeah. something, yeah, you need people, yeah, like that to step up, well, for- he's,
1: yeah, I don't know, I mean, I didn't know that story, he sounds hmm. I do know what it's like to have a relationship with a coach from my side, but i and I try to do that with Kerr. And I do know how meaningful that is and how damaging it can be when it's not good. Yeah. When that relationship is not good, I'm not sure anybody can succeed in that environment. You don't have that connection. It's
0: well, impossible. you know, but we all need somebody to tell us the truth. Yeah. And, and the truth is not just, you know, always nice. Yeah. It's yeah. But the truth is the truth. And if you have a relationship where you deal with the truth. Yeah you know, good things are going to happen. And not only that, but the relationship that you have with that person is going to be deep. Yeah. Um, I mean, deep. I would assume you and Steve have an unbelievable
1: relationship. Well, I I tell the story. We lost game seven of the finals at home, which is probably the closest you can get to the mountain. Right. um, Without reaching it. Pretty painful. You've been there. It's it's your national championship. Um, But we were up, we were up 3-1, and we didn't get it done. We walked back in the locker room, and I tell this story two minutes after the game's over. He's with his coaches, and he looks at me, and I go in there, and he says, uh, I shouldn't have made a certain substitution. I should have done Mm -hmm. something different. And he looked at me, and he said that. And then I said, I gotta give you some better options next year. But I tell people, had he said to me something different, if he walks in that locker room and he says, you got to give me some better options next year. Or if I say, when he says, I shouldn't have made that substitution, if I said, damn damn right you shouldn't have, I think our relationship
0: is over. No, no, it's it's a great, no, that's great. You know, you were both accountable, you know, Mm -hmm. like you didn't have to hold each other accountable. Right. You're already accountable. And that shows the level of relationship that you have. And, yeah. and I get it. That's a great yeah. story. It's yeah. it's it's kind of simple. Yeah.
1: And it's, it, it's, it's it's deep. You you know what it feels like in that moment to lose, and how your worst self is just sitting there ready to come out. Right. It's a painful thing. I mean, I know there's more painful things in life than sports, but for our occupation in these emotionally charged moments, you've seen many times, I'm sure, um, things go the wrong way. Right. Not you personally, but you've seen words that have been said or heard them said to you or to others when you say that one isn't, you're not coming back from, you're, you're going to keep moving in life, but that relationship is damaged.
0: It is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so. <laughs> and in and sports, it's very, it's very fragile, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. What was the, what's the, as you look back. On Duke, what was the hardest thing you had to do,
0: or get through? Well, it was uh, in the mid '90s. Uh, we had gone to seven Final Fours in nine years, and won two national championships. And that sounds really painful. N- well, you know what? It, you know from all the I success do, I do know <laughs> yeah. how much is put on yeah. you, right? It, and the expectation, right. yeah. Like, well, you should do this again, you yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. now there are three hundred and fifty other t- <laughs> yeah, no,
1: but yeah. you did it, yeah. you should do it, yeah. yeah, but I
0: also had a back problem,
1: yeah,
0: when I, in ninety four my our first day of practice, I had a real problem, I went to a neurosurgeon, and he tested me, and I had me hop on my right foot, and then when I hopped on my left foot, I collapsed, mm. and he said, you we need to have surgery tomorrow." and uh Mm. otherwise you're going to have a a dead foot Mm. and uh so i did and i was supposed to be out for a while i came back after a day and uh by the end of december i was emotioned out i had no no feeling no fit i'm not saying in my foot in my butt yeah yeah i was burned out yeah, and uh, it took me over four months. Uh, my former president, Keith Brody, was a psychiatrist, one of the best in the world, and he worked with me every day. And I, uh, I got it back, and uh, but also I changed my leadership style. I was so much more of a micromanager yeah. before, and I learned how to empower and what my people. Yeah, and, you know, do their stuff more, not not players yeah. as yeah. much as the yeah. people around me.
1: I was at your last game in Cameron, and you guys lost. And I, not not focused on the loss. When you walked out after the game, and everybody was cheering you, and you said, "I think I don't remember your exact words, but you walked out with the purpose. You were you're were pissed, right? You don't like losing. I can see that from a mile away." Yeah. Uh, and you said, this is not acceptable. This is not. And in that moment, so many people would have said, um, thank you. I've loved coaching here. You were so focused on that moment, that game. I thought that was so commendable and so unique because it was you. I mean, and that that type of competitiveness is so deep within you. That, and I, I find that. People think, well, everybody's competitive. No, they're not. And not everybody's competitive as you. And again, I didn't play for you, don't know you very well. I could feel how upset you were from from where I sat. And it was almost like um inside I was smiling and I was like, This this guy, he he this would have been a moment to kind of say, Well, you know, thank you, everybody. And you were still in it, and it was so authentic. Um and I I was just kind of amazed at uh that part because uh, you were still coaching. I mean, you were still... I mean, uh, we, our
0: season wasn't over. It, it I wasn't mean, over. I mean, it not even, yeah. It's so not just- that, and no, there isn't a loss that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that one was really not acceptable. Right. And, you know, we're getting ready to go into tournaments. And, yeah, you know, everything isn't happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah, thank you for 42 years. I appreciate it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I want to win a national championship. I don't want yeah. to and yeah. I'll say thank you when the whole damn yeah. thing is over. Yeah. yeah, right.
1: More lead by example after this.
0: Building the perfect same game parlay can be time consuming, but with Quick Picks, the Caesar Sportsbook app does the work for you. Quick Picks are pre built same game parlays that turn today's biggest headlines, storylines, and games into bets. They're quick and easy to use, and you can't miss them. They're right on the home screen of your Caesar Sportsbook app. Give them a try, and if you haven't downloaded the app yet, register using code OMAHAFULL and then place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake up to $1,250 back as a bet credit. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is one 426 2537 or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text hopeny P E N Y
1: 467-369. And we're back. I know you coached this guy. I worked for a guy named Arn Talum, and we represent yeah. Kobe Bryant. So I, I got to know Kobe a little bit and I tell people, and I don't know you as well, but I, I sense there's this depth of competitiveness those people that live like that. And I put him in that category. I know he that. Yeah. And you, I would say, sometimes those people are a little bit hard to be around because they don't think the same way. You know, They're the ones flipping the Monopoly board over after, after <laughs> losing to a relative. You know, And you go, I love that this guy is on my team, but when I'm around him, he's a pain in the ass. How did you Either corral that, or maybe you didn't, and that's okay. Maybe you go, hey, that's me, and you got to deal with it, and that's who I am. I sense that. I see now in sports, and I don't want to paint it with too broad a stroke, This, how much winning matters has, has changed. It's, it's not – I see you smiling, but I, I, I think that's the hardest thing for me now is why can't we just make winning the most important thing? Why is it about the step back three and the, and the highlight dunk?
0: it's the only thing that's important then you know what helped me the same thing that's helping you you have three daughters yeah and your wife i live yeah. with four great women <laughs> and they i learned the women's wisdom really like yeah. uh in handling uh certain things like that and yeah uh you're you're right uh like, with Kobe. Oh, what's the women's wisdom? I want to hear that first. Don't skip that no. part. Well, yeah, you know, one is that, you know, when you come to a meal as they're growing up and, like, we're getting ready to play Maryland. <laughs> and we never say anything about the game. Yeah, oh, I get know? that. And, and so you're putting, I said, yo, <laughs> play Maryland. Yeah, I have my dance. It's big someone. game. I have this. I have So it, 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 it balances you, you know, and, and then my wife and I have been married for 53 years. We got married on graduation day Mm. and she's really smart Mm -hmm. and uh, she will tell me things like you shouldn't have done that. I should have done that. Yeah. No, you shouldn't have. Then I'll come back an hour later. You're right. I shouldn't have done that. Not with her. Yeah, I understand. Or, yeah, right. And yeah. so it they, they temper you. Yeah. Really. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and yeah. and I love if I had three more kids, I'd have three more daughters.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh they they they're, they're, they're in, wonderful.
1: In this yeah. profession, the, the scales yeah. it balances the scales because it does. you know, yeah. I the other day I, I my daughter said, "Where are you going?" I said, "We've lost five in a row." I I, I this is not good. And she said, what? "What? How's that? Why, Dad?" I said, I don't know. There's, Are you, yeah. "They don't know if we won five in a row. We lost five in a row. We won, the, you know."
0: And by the way, you know, with Kobe, I was very close with Kobe, mm-hmm. and uh, he played for our twelve, our Redeem team in 08 and our uh, team in London uh, in '12, and. Uh, he was the most prepared of any player yeah, i've yeah. ever ever seen, and I, I call him an alien, yeah, you
1: know,
0: like he yeah uh he's just different yeah and and, and beautiful yeah and, and absolutely beautiful, you know he uh come early uh for that the, the redeem yeah. team thing, yeah you know, he showed up two days early, yeah and wanted to, he met with me and yeah he said, i want you to do me a favor and uh I said, "Yeah, what, what is it?" He said, "I want to guard the best perimeter player on any yeah. every team we play," and and then he paused, and you know he had those eyes that killed yeah. him right away, yeah, you was, know, like, yeah, the, piercing. So he leans forward, and he said, "And I promise you, I'll destroy him." Yeah. Now, yeah. if I was a general manager, or put I'll put a contract right there and have him sign he, it. He, he. It's
1: funny. He. Um, I bet he saw in you, I think what he had such a hard time with was when he was around people that didn't care as much as him. And I bet he saw in you quickly, I can play for this guy because he meets me at my level as far as wanting to win. And and it's hard to find people like that. I I think, you know, you as a coach probably had players that maybe were even more difficult than others where you say the care factor is the right amount with this guy and yeah. sometimes to over the edge you know it tips over, but you didn't have to worry about that part with him,
0: no way, no, you know, extreme talent is different, yeah you, yeah, you know, it's a different guy, and it's not this extreme talent isn't exactly like another right. one, right, and they have different person you know the first night we met with uh, our Olympic team, uh I told them, uh, you're not playing for the United States, and uh I pointed to a picture of the gold medal we had. I said, we won't win unless you are United States basketball. We have to own mm-hmm. it. And I asked them later that night, I said, when you go up to your suites, uh, don't be the zillionaires you are or the studs. I want you to be 16 for one minute. Mm-hmm. And on their beds, we had the Olympic their uniforms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. so later that night, I'm playing some video poker at the win. And, and uh kobe comes up he taps me on the shoulder mm-hmm. and i said what's up he said i did what you asked you asked me to do and i said what happened he said i cried wow and i i got yeah. chills right now thinking yeah all right man this yeah. is gonna be, this is going to be great yeah this guy owns it if yeah. we can get everybody to own it
1: yeah. and we did
0: we were able yeah. to get everybody to own it uh, yeah but he owned it he it was easy for him to own yeah, yeah
1: yeah it's interesting talking to steve now who's going to coach i mean i'm sure he'll talk to you if he hasn't already and get your advice but the thing i did say to him is like, like who's and i don't know if you approached it this way because there's so many options as far as talent but i told him you, you got to find out who's going to lead that team yeah you know and with kobe i suppose i don't know if it was automatic that that
0: was kind of who was he going had LeBron. to play. Yeah, he we and LeBron. Had, yeah. We had to establish They're
1: very different guys.
0: Those two guys yeah. are really different. Really different. The relationship that they formed was the foundation yeah. for the whole US culture. Yeah. And yeah. Steve will have to do yeah. something like that. You know, Steve was part of a staff. You know, Greg yeah. Popovich did an amazing job. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he didn't have time. Yeah. It depends how much time Steve will have. Yeah. And work on culture and getting to know know the guys. Pop, yeah, they didn't have that. Yeah, Uh, they didn't have that, and they they did an unbelievable job to win.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hard. People think that's an easy thing, but when you're, like you said at Duke, when you're winning, when your only acceptable outcome is a championship or a gold medal, that's pressure. Yeah, that's pressure.
0: Look at at your league. The international players, some of them are the best players in the league. I know. I know.
1: Oh, Luckily, okay. they're not on the same team,
0: which yeah. is which is good. But you're right. It's well, amazing. in the early 90s, before Yugoslavia got yeah. split and yeah. before the Soviet Union got split, those yeah. two teams could have been NBA playoff
1: teams. Yes, yes. Really good teams. <laughs> really you, uh, good. <laughs> you said, um, I think you said in one of your interviews, the single most important part... Of bringing a team together is the formation of relationships yeah what how did you go about you get you, you at the end with duke you're getting kids for like eight months sometimes i don't know right. how you can impact i mean we have kids i told somebody with we have a guy andre gadala they said how's andre i said it takes years to get to know andre
0: yeah
1: and and that must be that way with you and and i think early on you get kids for four years but by the end you know, maybe it's nine, ten months. How, right. how do you
0: do that? See, so you're not – you don't recruit a player.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. We So, pay
0: him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So in recruiting, like I'm recruiting you, and you're yeah. one of these top players, Uh you commit to me a year in advance. And I'm a, right. I st- I didn't have to do this with Battier, Don Levy, and those guys. Mm-hmm. They were going to be with us. <clears throat> I yeah. start – Developing a relationship before they ever get here. Sure. And that individual relationship. And then to do some team bonding things uh, in the summer when we bring them where they can get to know one another. If you get a class together with four or five guys and can get them to do their group chats and all that. So you want them much better prepared before yeah. they ever get here, sure. And, and, but it's true. Like it, like to give you uh, an example of how the the yeah. world changes. So, for a Dunleavy, or I'll say Shane Battier. Sure. Okay, you recruit him for two years at least, mm-hmm. and he comes, and you get a four year return. Yeah. Somebody at the level of Battier will only stay nine months. Yeah. You still have to recruit him for two years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you have
0: eight years of recruiting to get four years return instead of two. That's a big. It's hard. It's hard. Hard. It's 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 really hard. And and I I you know people don't think of me of having a good sense of humor probably, but I got a great sense of humor, and especially with my guys and my team and and I try to get a lot done through humor. Yeah. Uh, I don't have big formal meetings with my guys. They're more yeah. impromptu yeah and uh, and the, the, a big thing for me Bob was overcoming the age difference. I'm 75 yeah. right Last year I had two kids on my team who played started were 18. yeah, you know like there's a gap. There's a pretty big gap. so you had to constantly change how you talked, how you communicated. Yeah, be depending on the culture, but you never change the values that you were trying to teach. Right, right. And yeah. to me, earlier in the in in our conversation, you had mentioned about adapting. That's the single biggest area where I've had to uh, uh, adapt, and but it keeps you young too. Yeah, it, yeah. it keeps you young. How did you? I find. We
1: get some 18 year olds too, well, you know, 19, so a little bit older than you. Uh, I think the power of the media and the social media is huge. Is, is, is huge. And you saw that at Duke with the people you coached and the pressure and what their ranking was and what they were supposed to be. How did you kind of get them to the best of your ability to forego that or, or put that in its proper place? Because for you and i and you're a little bit further along we can say doesn't matter what people say who cares right. that's not these kids life i mean they've grown up with so much adult um oversight and so much scrutiny and so much praise that it's a little bit unnatural for them for someone to say don't worry about twitter or social media that's been their entire upbringing and uh, easier for us to to make that distinction but not them so how did you coach a player that maybe was everything that he was supposed to be, and, and and more importantly, not.
0: Yeah, well, this is, I think, one of the most important things you could talk about right now in coaching is the external pressures or demands that are placed on this generation, not even five years ago. We use the expression, one voice, like uh, we win, You're going to look at all those things and people are going to say you're terrific. Yeah. You won't even know who they are. Yeah. When we lose, they're going to say how crappy you are. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. I said, you need to listen to me. Yeah. And uh, our, our relationship, but I don't know that doesn't always work. You you know? Yeah. Right. You have to bring it to attention. You know, the thing that you guys have going for you, uh, which we lost when guys left like with Steph, Draymond, Clay, you you have a core group of cultural yeah. yeah. I mean, that can help. I wonder how they would feel about talking to the new guys that – it'd be interesting. I'd love to talk yeah. to yeah. them. I had the opportunity to coach all of them, and they're good, great yeah. guys. Yeah. Like, can you influence the young guy that comes in? Like, one of your guys, Kamenga, you know, we that? were – we couldn't recruit him for a number of reasons, but I love him. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, exactly. I, I think he has uh, great character. Yeah. yeah. He, it's, it's interesting you say that because
1: uh, lot, <clears throat> I think that's pretty intuitive because I would agree with that. But yeah, you, you have to know people a little bit to make that determination. And a lot of people would, wouldn't say that, and I think they'd be wrong. I, I think you're right. I do. Not just because he yeah. plays for us, but I think you, you hit on that. Igadala, we talked about him. Has become kind of a mentor,
0: so that's so when
1: yeah when, when Iguodala early on you know he'd walk by me and go I don't know what you want to do with this guy he's got no effing clue like you know but then about a week three weeks ago I said how's our guy doing he said you know what he's he's getting it he's starting to get it. Yeah. so we're
0: well, lucky is twice his age coach he's twice he, his age he is tw- that's amazing but <laughs> when we when I saw Kaminga, he played for my nephew in the AAU program and uh i loved him and i felt of all the kids in high school he had the greatest will to win mm-hmm. yeah i yeah and I, I didn't get to know him as well yeah. char- character wise yeah. but I, I i saw it yeah and yeah for me we try to recruit that's one of the things we look for uh we don't recruit just talent we recruit yeah. characters yeah. so we yeah. We recruit talent with character, not talented characters. And, you, you, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> The NBA has some. We have some. They talent. Do. Yeah, we, they
1: You know what? We the other night um, on Kaminga, then having that last question for you, but on Kaminga, uh, he said publicly, uh, Kerr, Kerr praised him, and he said publicly, I've, I, uh, a relationship with with your coach is important. I've I've never had a relationship." with a yeah. coach, yeah. which is for you to hear, you know, you probably had that in high school for, you had that in college, you had that, but mm-hmm. to hear a kid that's already in the NBA second year to say, I've never had a relationship with the coach, is That tells you a lot about, um, you know, what's going on before they show up, you know, right. and now if they go to Duke, they're going to have a relationship with you.
0: The other you thing, know? Bob, I would mention about him because he's not f- from the U S Mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What level of relationship has he had with an adult? Yeah, I know to help him along in his career, yeah. and he's still at the level he's at, which is great. Yeah, imagine. I know the upside. Yeah, for this kid. Yeah, because yeah. he's still a kid. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. How are you? Last one. This
1: is it. This is the last question. You were how many? It's been a few months. More than a few months. And you now are in a different phase. You're not a head coach. Mm -hmm. And I imagine you had an idea of what you thought it was going to be like. And now you somewhat know what it's like. Um, How does it feel?
0: It feels great. It actually is a lot better. I'm really happy. I'm busy. I do a lot of speaking over around the country for the Washington Speakers Bureau. Have our own radio show. I have 10 grandkids who live all close to me. In the last two days, uh, we have streamed games. My my grandson, who graduated from Duke, played for me. Is now at NYU yeah. playing. Yeah. We streamed his game. We watched his game two nights ago. And then Quinn and Rem, my middle daughter's two oldest sons, uh, their high school and middle school games. We streamed. Uh, we're I'm happy as can be, Brandon. and and uh, and. Uh, I still have my office at Duke. I have a lifetime contract at Duke. So great. I'm yeah. doing a, a lot of the things I did before, except I don't have to coach or recruit. And yeah. I'm I'm not good. I'm like great about it. And yeah. I'm really happy. And I'm very supportive. John Shire and I speak frequently. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'll
0: come to a practice every once in a while for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows I'm there for him. But uh, he's got it, you know. It's his, yeah. You know, and uh, we want to support him. And me being around, that doesn't help as much, I don't think. You know, yeah. Me being well, around, it, yeah, publicly, yes, privately, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. be there all the time. Yeah,
1: and he seems—I don't know him, um, and I don't—he seems like a really good person. You know? He is. And I'm sure will be a great coach, and I'm sure he is a great yeah. coach. But I kind of look more towards. You hire a guy like John, you hope he becomes the next 30-year guy. And I think he's he has there. those qualities he in does.
0: him as a person,
1: which yeah. is great. You know
0: what? He's a natural. Yeah, He was a natural when I recruited him. The game, yeah. he sees the game yeah. well, and he's yeah. a, a great people person. And yeah. uh, uh, now they have to win a, a certain amount <laughs> and keep, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> You yeah. couldn't resist. You just had to throw that in. <laughs> no, he knows it too. I know. We yeah. all know. Yeah. yeah. And I said, let's, let's do that. You know, yeah, That's right. What those iron Duke people might be coming after.
1: <laughs> concerned iron Duke.
0: Concerned. Uh... <laughs> I still don't do much with the iron Dukes. <laughs> I don't know. I try not to hold a grudge, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell. You can't you.
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you coach. That was fantastic. And, um, Anytime you need anything from the Gold State Warriors, just ask. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's an honor to be on. Thank you, buddy. Take care.